you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, I speak to my gay hubby, David Ratcliffe. David is currently back in the UK because he is touring with RuPaul's Drag Race, and I was lucky enough to catch up with him. In this podcast, we talk about what trannies, is it trannies? No, what drag queens do with their penis. We talk about how he became a dancer. We talk about him coming out and that his mum always knew he was gay. That's right. She knew he was a puffer. Um, and it was very lovely to catch up with him. So here is David Radcliffe. Excuse me. And we are in, motherfucker. We're in. We're in. Hello. Oh, my God. Welcome home, hubs. Thanks. I've missed you. I've missed you, too. I haven't seen you in, like, two years. Has it been two years? I know it's been like more than a year and a half at least. Well, it's got to be two because last time you were home was at Christmas time, right? God, I didn't even zip my flies up when I went to the bathroom. Oh, Do you know, that's a terrible habit I've got into. <laughs> Such a gay. Yeah. No, it's the worst. No, it's so I've... people can see your knob. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just forget to do it. And then everybody sees me when I come out of the bathroom. They're like, why have you not zipped your flies? I'm like, fuck. How do you not forget? How do you forget to I don't know. It it's, it's the worst. It, the, the, this habit is just it's something I've picked up recently. Is it because but... when you're at the urinal, you're so busy looking at the person next to you? So busy giving a side eye over to the next guy, seeing what's going on with <laughs> yeah. it. Dirty mm. fucker. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, welcome home. Thanks. It's How, cold. Yeah. It's you, dark. And it's home. It's great to be <laughs> it back. It's cold and dark and home. <laughs> so, you've been living in LA now for what, five years? It was five, it was five years in September. Fucking hell. That's time gone flies. Quick, right? Yeah. Because I've been home for three. Yeah, you left after like two, me being there for two. You were years. there. I was there for three. You were there for two. Yeah, you left me. I left you. I left me hubs. You left me for a woman, literally. Well, I always chose a woman <laughs> over you, unfortunately. <laughs> but if I didn't like women, I'd choose you. Um, I know, well, that's always been a given. Yeah, though. me gay hubs. So you've been doing fucking RuPaul's Drag Race, right? Yeah. No, what is it? Explain it. Is, it is. It's RuPaul's Drag Race. It's the official tour for RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah. It's called Work the World. And that's why you're home, really. And that's what, well... That's this, what brought you this, home. Yeah, this is what kind of brought me home. Like, the, some of the drag queens from the tour, from the main tour, have been doing their own little mini tour. Like, so one of the the winner from season 10, the recent, the most recent season this year, um, I've never Aquaria. watched it in my entire life. Well, and uh, uh, it's, it's very much... A, well, I, I'm going to say it's very much like a gay. It's it's LGBT kind of... It's that um, demographic. Mm-hmm. But it's become a lot more mainstream over the last few years. Yeah. And so, like, you get people at these shows, which is it's straight people, so many women. It's literally, I look out on a stage before I go out and perform, and I look out through the curtains, and I'm like... What, there's, there's loads of women crowd? There's a, The front row is just filled with women. Straight women, gay women, trans women? A lot of just straight women. Oh, I really? don't. I mean, I don't know, but I'm, ge- I'm going to generally say they're probably straight women that, that are just obsessed with these drag queens and the makeup that they do. It's like, it's a lot of it is down to do with, like, just, just the makeup and everything, that whatever. Like, they're just obsessed. And it's straight, it's straight people, these straight women especially. And I looked out into the curtain one day from the curtain into the audience and I looked back and everybody, I was like, you know, do you realize there's everyone on that straight row, there's 80% of them are straight people, uh, women. Are straight it's row. women. It's <laughs> women. Row, yeah. <laughs> Which is, sh- is shocking, but in a, in a good way, because it used to be very much just a gay, like it was the gay industry, like the gay scene was like, it was drag and it was, that's where it's come from. But now it's become very much a mainstream thing and it's, it's crazy. But yeah, this mini tour that I've been doing, I was we started off with the season ten winner, which is the most recent season, and her name is Aquaria. She's um, get it, Aquaria. So she, we did a we did a little mini tour around Europe. It was like clubs, like a lot of it was like kids and students and things like that. But uh-huh. still fun. So by mini tour, 
you're doing clubs and that, but how many dates is it? I don't because it can't be that many if it's brought you it was from only, LA to it, here. No, we only did like seven or eight. We only did like seven or eight dates with Aquaria, and then okay. we moved. We had another drag queen who from the same season. Her name is Asia O'Hara, and she did another week after that. So we, me and one of the other boys, was only there's four boys on the tour dancing. Mm-hmm. So then me and Philip, one of the other boys, we were the two that got booked to do this mm-hmm. this mini tour in Europe with these two drag queens. So we kind of like went around Europe with Aquaria, and then we like stuck around the UK with oh sick with Asia and um. Yeah, that was that's kind of it. But we've been doing this. We've been doing this tour. The work, the world, the main tour has been going on for about a year and a half now. But I joined the tour. Was it? They did Europe first. They started off with Europe with two dancers, and then they put me and another boy mm-hmm. on when they did North America for the first time last year. So that's when I joined, and I've been doing it ever since. Um, you enjoyed it? I love it. I actually love it because you know what? I've, I've I've been so many places around. I've been everywhere. Yeah. And I've still, well, everywhere, but I've not, I say everywhere, but I've not been everywhere yet. Like I'm going to Asia next year. I'm going to Australia for the first time. Yeah. All these places that I've always wanted to go to. And I said, I've always said to myself, I'm going to go to these places. I don't know how I'm going to get there, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Yeah. And um, yeah, we've, we've done, when I joined, we did, we did North America. We ended up in South America. We went for three weeks. We all went around Brazil and uh, Buenos Aires and Peru and all them places. It was ridiculous. It What's was, your favorite one so far? Um, Peru was nice. Really, I Peru thought you really said nice. Brazil. Well, I mean, we went to Brazil. This is the thing, like this is the thing that 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 bothered me the most out of it. Like when when we were like, we're going to Brazil and we're going to Rio and we're going to Sao Paulo. We were in Rio, but it was like outside of where anything that you would ever think of Rio, what you would yeah. imagine it to be, like you know the tourist areas, like because mm-hmm. that's what I that's what I initially my initial reaction was like, oh my god, I'm gonna have like a day, like a whole night, I'm gonna go and like go out and see things and have some fun. We were in the middle of nowhere mm-hmm. in this Hilton hotel, and there was a shopping mall next to it, and then there was these mountains over there, like, and it was just raining and it was wet, and it was it's all just because like whatever's closest to the venue. So we ended up. In the middle of nowhere, and we went to the venue, did the show. We had a few hours sleep, and we left the day after. I was so upset. So you didn't go to like the famous beaches, or you didn't see that big fucking angel looking thing. What's that called? I mean, I've been, uh, the 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 Christ statue. Yeah, the Christ statue. Yeah, I mean, I saw. I mean, I went. To, I've been to Brazil years ago. I went in 2011. I did a hair show in Brazil for Schwarzkopf. You did, I remember. And we went, and I, I managed to. We, me, and one of the girls changed our flights. We stayed a few extra days, and we ended up going to. We were in Sao Paulo for that actually, but we took this bus. Oh my god, that was horrific. Never take a bus from Rio to, uh, from Sao Paulo to Rio. It's the most horrific thing you could ever do. <laughs> Lastminute.com. So we did it anyway. I nearly threw up the whole way. But yeah, we went and we did all that stuff anyway. We were at the beach and we went to the Christ statue. We met some random friends. These random people became friends with them. They took us up there and we, we had a great time. But saw nothing of that this time, mm. which is fine. It is what it is because I'm there to work. But I was just like, you know, when you just you go to these places and you just really want to just have a and you get night. you set yourself an expectation in your head. Sometimes. Yeah, and I I set myself this really like this expectation. But about you it. set yourself with an expectation with everything. Yeah, you, <laughs> I did. You you'd be like, I'm coming to London for three days and I'm gonna do 25 jobs and see 64 people. Well, look what I did last week. I came with the tour last week with it was with Aquaria. We came into London and we were in we were staying at this hotel which was like in between Clapham and Battersea and. We got there so late. I was like, I'm going to get there in the morning. No, we drove in there and we got there at like four o'clock in the afternoon. It was already dark. We were in the middle of like Clapham and I was like, there's no point in me going over to central, like getting into central London now because the meeting, the the show is going to be starting and I'm not, it, it was just pointless. So I ended up just sticking around and going eating dinner by myself and yeah. going to the show and, and performing and that was it. What does this show consist of? 
Well, it depends, like, like, what the mini tour we were doing? Or yeah, the, well, both. Like, what, well, the main, like a, the main what kind of show is it? Do they well, this sing? Mini tour, they no, well, the, drag queens, well, if, for what you, if you don't know anything about drag queens, drag queens, uh, they, they lip sync. The general, the general thing for drag queens is they lip sync to tracks. Like, they, okay. they, they, you know, they do a whole thing and they, it's a, it's a lip sync and they, you know, they're giving outfits, like, these incredible outfits and the makeup, it's, you know, it's a whole spectacle. So... That's what they generally do. But Aquaria actually released a few, a couple of singles. I think she did. So she did. So her, she can actually sing. Well, she yes, yeah, she sings. Like she sings, but she, you know, like the over the track. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's a club gig, and you can't really sing that live anyway. Because of the the sound in there is not that great anyway. So you just do what you can do with these gigs. Mm-hmm. But um, generally they lip sync. You know, so they're flying around the stage oh, and so they drop kick so in does and Britney. drop kick in. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if Britney can do it. If it's good yeah. for Britney, it's good for everybody yeah. else. Um, so the, you know, the drop kicking, the splits, death dropping, all the rest of just it on stage, out. just full out, like the, for the majority of it, that's for, for a drag show. That's generally what you, what people expect. And, and that's like, how long is the show? Like 90 minutes? The show, the, like the tour we were doing, the main tour, like generally lasted like 90, like 90 minutes, yeah. sometimes nearly two hours. It depends because you have like a little bit in the middle, they have a audience interaction thing and it's, yeah. you know, this wig and a box thing and they get people up on the stage. And ah, okay. So they're like getting them to lip sync to like a track like Pink or something like that or Cardi B or whatever else, you know. Yeah. I actually got my mum to do it in Manchester. Did you? Oh my God, did I not tell you about that? No, tell us. So we went to Manchester when we did the Europe tour in summer and I got all, I got about, there was like all these t- these seats they found randomly that the, the box office didn't, like they didn't get rid of like these tickets. So they, I had like 20 tickets. I got all my friends to come. Shut up. Some of my family came, my mum came. Uh, my little brother came and his girlfriend came and her parents came as well actually because they wanted to come because she was like my mom's obsessed i was like great bring them all there was like 20 seats with all my friends and family and i had people i had three of my friends in this little box up here three of my friends in another box up here my mom's like down in the middle and like in the direct in the middle with my dance teacher that used to i invited as well because i was like if if i'm ever gonna come on tour which is always what i wanted to do i was like i want to this would be the first time that i that these guys would ever see me this was the first time actually that my friends my family, my dance teacher have ever seen me perform since I've been working professionally. Yeah. Like live. Yeah. And I was like, so it Unless was kind of a, a big TV thing. TV gig, obviously. Yeah, TV gigs are a little bit different because it's like, you see like an arm. clips. You see yeah. like, <laughs> you see like an eye. Just like yeah. that. And you always so, look fucking um, stupid because it's on an angle. Yeah, and you always pulling some weird face as well. And it's yeah. like, I just saw you. It's like, but you saw me for a split second. But this thing, we're in 90, like 95% of this show as dancers. Like yeah. we are working hard. Like mm. I have lost so much weight off this job. Like it's ridiculous. So we're on and they all came to Manchester and they came watching it and they do this wig in a box, this audience participation. I said to the drag queen who was hosting it, um, her name's Lady Bunny. She doesn't actually Lady Bunny. She only only hosted some of them for that point. Like they've had a few different hosts. Wait, her name is Lady Bunny. Lady Bunny. She's a a drag. uh, She's like one of the the OGs of drag. She's that's like really good friends. She's like Ru- she's like really good friends with RuPaul. Like she's okay. she's been around. Oh shit! Punch my microphone. Yep. So she's like been friends with RuPaul for years or whatever else. So like she's never been on the show. You this this show consists of like everybody being from the TV show, the finalists that they bring them from that. But she's never been on the show. But like she's just a bit of an exception, really, which is fine. Yeah. So like she was ho- uh, hosting and she was bringing people on the stage and I shouted her and I was like, my mum's in the audience. So I was like, going. She was like, so we've got one of the dancers. She was like, his, pa- his mum's in the audience. And she was like, my mum. You've seen my mum. You know, yeah, she's yeah. like, she jumps up and she's screaming and waving her arms like this. Yeah. 
she gets up on stage and she gets a uh, Beyonce track. They're gonna like give her this wig, and she's like, "I filmed it from the side. I was crying." Oh my god, I need to see this shit. Up. It was hilarious. I'm gonna see the videos actually. And she's on there doing single ladies, and she just she was so funny. And like my mom was because I told her at first I was like, "There's a there's a audience participation. I'm gonna get you to do it." She's like, "No, you're not. No, you're not." And she she just like she lived a life. <laughs> she didn't win. She didn't win. But no, I mean, they would have got done for being biased or some shit probably if you were oh, i don't know i don't care but it was so much fun were it was you proud? so funny i was laughing i was cracking up the side of the stage i ran and hugged her i was like you're, you're stupid i was like no they were like she's what was it lady bunny she was like so that's where he gets all his moves and his stupidity from then is it like yeah so it was nice to have everybody in manchester and i bet it's nice to have your dance teacher there as well oh yeah like it really it meant a lot that they could all come like they didn't really know what to expect because i'm i'm, I'm sure that when when people come over on tours are expecting like an artist and things like that you know like yeah they're expecting you to rock up with katie perry yeah so this was a lot different i was like this is rupaul's drag race and a lot of them a lot of my friends do watch it and they were like so excited they were like it's one of the biggest tv shows on netflix right is it on netflix Mm, i'm pretty sure it is well it used to be on a small network called world of wonder and then recently the last couple seasons it got picked up by vh1 they sent to vh1 so vh1 have now picked it up and it's become that's I think from the last, I think from like maybe season seven, I think onwards, I feel like it, it became a little bit more mainstream because before that, people didn't really know much about it. But now yeah. it's, it's, it's a thing. Like yeah. It's such and a thing. Courtney Act was on there, right? Courtney Act was on it, yeah. Well, she, she, he, she, Shane, she, he. Shane is he, a he. Shane, he. She, Courtney. Courtney, she won Celebrity Big Brother here. Yeah, she did. So like, I feel like it's definitely more exposed now to the public anyway. Oh yeah. Like when that, when something like that happens, if she's mm. going to go on Celebrity Big Brother and she's going in in full drag as well. Yeah, some th- people have never seen that and don't know what the hell that is and they're looking at it and they're like, what the fuck is going on with this? Like, I think she's got her own TV show here now too. Coming yeah, out. she's been doing her own TV show. Yeah. She's been doing, well, she's been doing a TV show, um, The Bylife, I think it was called. Mm. Yeah, The Bylife she did. And then she's, ho- I think she's hosting, she's going to be the host of her own TV show, which is amazing. Yeah, I want to get her on the podcast. She's done so, oh, you should ask her. Yeah. She's, ar- she's yeah, around she's, right now. She's, yeah. Well, she's moved to London. She's yeah, Georgia London. messaged me earlier, like, do you know Courtney, the drag queen, is in London? I was like, yeah, she lives <laughs> here now. Yeah, she she went over, she was back over in, in LA last, a few weeks ago. She was getting rid of all the drag stuff that she didn't need anymore, like a, a lot of a closet and she was clearing out her apartment. And she what, did you, what did you take? <laughs> I took um, a pair of heels. Took a few wigs. And a cock thong. And a <laughs> cock sock, you know, stuff, you know, you take that shit down. What do they do with their dick? <laughs> <laughs> that was a genuine question. Like, where do they, because they, they, do you want me to tell like, you what they really do? Like, yeah. some, well, it depends. Some of them, if they've, if they've got all like padding on and things like, if they've got like an outfit where you can't really see it. Yeah, it doesn't matter. They don't really have to. They just put underwear, like layer their underwear over and stuff like, you know, things like yeah. that they'll do. Because some of them don't like talking. But if you've got like a leotard on or something like that, like some of these you see and they're like wearing next to nothing and you're like, where the fuck is your dick gone? <laughs> it's a skill. I'm telling you, it's a skill. It's, it's one of the most cringe things that I, it makes me feel a bit sick. You know, when you go on a ride and you're like, you're going up and down and your stomach's like, Bleh. yeah, that's how I feel when I've seen some of them doing this. <laughs> and they, you, and which is you, weird because you love a dick. <laughs> I love dick just as much as any other gay guy. But this is a, this is a no-no for me. Like seeing seeing their nuts back up inside their stomach like this. No, I am not kidding. This they push. The, some of them will push their nuts back up inside their stomach. You know, before your balls drop and they're up there yeah, hibernating yeah, yeah. away. So that's where they push them back up. And then they get the dick and they get like duct tape and they get it and they pull that tape and they pull their dick right under to their asshole. When they duct tape it, they duct tape the whole fucking thing. Oh my god! What so you've got, they got to pull got, it off. You've got full on man puss. Man puss. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a full-on smooth man puss. Full-on man puss. They duct tape that shit, and it's 
it it looks so what uncomfortable. What happens if they've got like a massive knob? It goes inside their ass. That's it just horrific. goes. It goes. It keeps going. No, I'm I'm not kidding. That's what they do. They will duct tape it. I feel they like are, I need to Google it, but dr- I don't every, want it to come up on my cookies and start popping up on Facebook. Do you know? Do you know the first person was that showed me that? Yeah. It was Ray Latrey. Really? When I we like were, Ray. When we were, were working, you live with Raya as well for a bit, right? Yeah, I did. I lived with her for like six months. So much fun. It was so crazy as well. Though. She's fucking nuts, though. She's still, she's still nuts. She's doing well, though. She's good. But she uh, she was in the Abbey one night when we were working there. And mm. like I was dancing on stage. And she t- she came over. And she just got there to host whatever night it was. And she came over. And she had this dress on. And she went, and pulled her skirt up. And she had this <laughs> underwear on. And all you could see was these nuts just like sticking out of her stomach. I nearly threw up. Oh, it looked like two cysts on it. <laughs> <laughs> It was horrific, and that, that's that's when I realized I was like, "That's nothing ever that would interest me in, in being a drag queen." I, no, I, I couldn't. I couldn't. I feel that. like you'd make a great drag queen, though. Oh, I'd make an amazing drag queen. Don't yeah. get me fucking no, no, wrong. you'd kill it. I would fucking nail it. Like, like I've known you for ten years now. Nearly I want to say ten, no, it is ten years. I moved to London just before I turned nineteen. Yeah. I think. So it, and I moved moved straight in with you. So it's definitely ten years, <laughs> you old fuck. Oh my god! And uh, do you know where I was today? Actually, as well, I had to get from. I've been staying at friends in New Cross, and I had to yeah. get the the DLR down to Lewisham. Yeah. And I stopped, and we was waiting for the train for to get here to see you to get from from Lewisham. And it's like I was like, this is just all. Oh, this is just bringing back memories. Lewisham, bro. Lewisham. Lewisham. Massive. We had good times in Lewisham. I know. I was thinking about it. I was like. I was like, you just can't. You That's can't. funny, actually. We were talking about you earlier in Costa, me and Jamie, and I was telling you about the time we come to the house and look through the window and you were bashing one off. <laughs> <laughs> With your trousers. Why are you saying that on this? <laughs> With, your tra- <laughs> With your trousers by your ankles, your laptop open and your phone in your hand. With the curtains wide open. <laughs> You just nothing went off. You're a in the fucking prick. Room. You had to fucking say that. Well, yeah, it's true. I mean, I had a great time. Oh, exhibitionist. What can I say? <laughs> I'm just a bit of an exhibitionist. Oh, yeah. So you're enjo- was- but you are enjoying the tour. Yeah, it's great. You know, Good. you have its ups and downs. You know, like every like every job. Like well, every like- job. I mean, you're in each other's faces every day. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's nice to try and find some like some time alone and. You know, we get the afternoon off, like most of it, like the dancers, especially because the drag queens are going to be there and they're, they're getting ready from like the rest of the, the whole afternoon before they get to the meet and greet and the show and everything. So it takes hours to do that shit. Did you ever imagine yourself doing this kind of job when you wanted to be a dancer? Like when you were in college no. thinking, I want to be a professional dancer, did you imagine yourself? Well, no, because you never imagined, no, because even drag wasn't even that big of a thing back then either. Like you, it was just net, the concept of it wasn't even around. Yeah. I mean, like drag's been around for years, but like not, not, as not, a... not the concept of like, we're going to go on a world tour. Yeah. Um, it's going to be major and like the whole fucking world are going to see this and everybody around the world knows exactly who RuPaul is and what RuPaul's Drag Race is. Like, no, you always imagine yourself going on tour with, I don't know, Ariana Grande or somebody like that. Like one of these mm. big artists, you know, you, the ones that you see on TV because that's all you ever see. Like really, yeah. everything that's more mainstream is what you look at and you aspire at a lot of the time. Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Because like I always think that about this, like obviously doing the Dream Boys, I never imagined myself here ever. But what I've learned is it's not necessarily sometimes the job which is the important part no. it's the people you're with yeah no that. I, I, I feel like you, as you get older you realise that a lot more as well yeah because like because I always I, say I did Justin Bieber and it was the worst job I've ever done yeah do you know what I mean like and I did the biggest TV show in Amsterdam and I hated every second of it yeah but like, you know what I actually nearly ended up didn't doing this job originally because my friend who's choreographing it uh, Chance he asked oh, me Chance to do, is choreographing Chance is choreographing sick it. from go going in the Abbey to choreographing know, right? RuPaul's go you 
So he asked me if I wanted to do it. Like, it was never even an audition or anything like that. He just asked me when one night, and he was like, do you want to do this tour? And I was like, I, in the back of my mind, I was like, whatever, I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll wait and see what happens. I like, know, you, you, know, rates you, you say yes to everything. And yeah, I was like, I just beats. was like, yeah, sure, whatever, cool. And then he asked me, and then I was like, I don't know if I want to do this, to be honest. And then I was like, what else am I doing? I'm, I'm, I'm going to either stay, because I was obviously go-go dancing at the Abbey still at this time, and I was like, I can't do this any longer. This Which, is yeah, terrible. Well, as well, I know, I speak about it on here. It's the most fucking painful brain mind numbing job ever yeah and this, there's a lot of change there as well like it's it's gone it's gone very downhill that place anyway but like <laughs> disclaimer <laughs> yeah i don't give a fuck but um i uh i said yes to it and then i was kind of like really hesitant because I, I was like he he keep asking me and texting me about things and i was a bit like oh, i don't know what i'm gonna do and then he was like let me know if you want to do it like i really want you to do it and then i was just like fuck it i'll just do it mm. and i kind of went into them rehearsals I didn't really know what to expect to be honest. And I kind of went in and I was a bit like, oh God, what's going on here? Like, who are these people? Like, Because I, I didn't know any of these drag queens. I, do you know what? Honestly, I don't even really watch RuPaul's Drag Race, to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing because it's my job where I'm, where I'm working. The only ones that I actually know are the ones that I really work with or th people through word of mouth. Yeah. So like I went in and it, 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 it I just kind of went with it. You know what I mean? And it's it's kind of been one of them things where I'm I'm pretty grateful that it happened now. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, completely. It's the same as this. I remember I come to watch Jamie in this. And I was like, oh, that looks fun. I would never see myself doing this at all. And then they needed someone to learn the show in like two days or three days or some shit. Here I am. <laughs> so I, I was like, yeah, I'll try it. Like, I'll le I can learn that. And in my head, I was like, sick, it's quick cash. Yeah, I think what it was, I didn't really invest myself into the into the job. I think that's what I didn't do. And I just went, I kind of went in and I was like, well, if I don't like it, I'll just quit or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly the same. Zero expectations. And then when I started actually enjoying myself, I was like, oh, this is actually a win. Yeah. And then they were like, guys, we're doing this. And then we're going to South America. And then they were like, we're going to Europe. And it just kind of snowballed from there, really, yeah. to be honest. Well, I guess when you uh, when you think of uh, you're going to be doing a drag tour, you're probably thinking, I'm going to go to every gay club in America. Not, I'm going to go to Brazil and Asia Oh, yeah. And, and it's, it's been like, it's been theaters. You know what I mean? There's yeah, been yeah. like a few thousand people in these theaters like, every time we've been going, which is great. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's sick. And I mean, I, honestly, like I, feel, I, I really do believe that somewhere down the line, it's gonna, it's gonna get bigger. Like I'm, oh, I am 100 percent certain that this, this is gonna get much bigger. And well, the especially, audience, the, especially with the new movement of like this LGBT thing. Like I don't really know all the correct terminology because there's so many that it's fucking the LGBTQ ridiculous. plus. Uh, the, was it the zers and zers and I don't know. Like it's. I, I don't know what Zers and Zers are they, that you've been talking about. <laughs> There's like 70 different acronyms or some shit for whether you're a man or a boy or a girl or a man in a woman or a woman in, I don't know. Or you can I mean, jump. It can, it can you, be a lot. Have you heard of that one where you switch halfway through the day? So like there's people which are like what? one minute they're like a boy and then they switch into being a girl. Like this, just like I'm, um, I'm a girl now. Are you sure you're not just talking about somebody with mental issues, maybe or something? Well, like? well, you need to be careful because these are you people which come and see your fucking. That kind of sounds like that that movie. What was I watching? It's called Switch or something like that, and he's yeah. got all these different personalities. It sounds like something like that, not yeah. mental issues, but well, I mean, he, well, yeah, crazy. Yeah, I should probably watch what I'm saying about that. I love you all, by the way. LGBT, like fam for life, clearly. Oh, yeah. But no, Dick I think suckers. I think it is only going to get bigger, and it's becoming no. More it absolutely is, and it, I feel and like the like the the, the, the we're going to end up having to either do multiple shows because we'll literally do one show and then we'll leave we're gonna mm. have to do like multiple shows of anything in the same in, in yeah, whatever big city place. We go to. especially if you go to like manchester yeah like, well i mean there's born, a drag queen um, that's, that's been touring recently uh uh she's been on a tour bianca del rio her name is she won drag she won drag race a few seasons back as well like early on mm -hmm. and she's 
she doesn't she doesn't act she's not your typical drag queen anymore she doesn't she never wanted to lip sync she doesn't lip sync she does comedian she's a comedian mm. she does comedy so she travels around and she's been selling out she's she sells out theaters and she's actually done i think she's doing a re- she's doing three maybe a few arena dates next year i think she's doing Get she's, it, she's doing arenas Get it, bitch. because she's that major and she's like that popular that people love her and she's she's so funny and i'm like this is like you just would never expect like from from drag from being such like a small underground kind of club thing like that to be to turn it into what it is these days and you know what actually i'm really grateful now that i'm actually part of this like obviously i'm not a drag queen but you know like no, to be involved and, to be involved sure. and, and to see what to see the progression of it and everything and to see like and you support these fans and, and you know? how supportive these fans are of, of these drag queens and like they make a killing like they're killing it as well though like yeah and it's really becoming like a lucrative industry as well and it's um it's really it's really almost endearing as well a little bit because you would never like you know with people like trying to push back lgbt rights and all that kind of shit and you know everything else that's going on and and this is just kind of like taking over you know what i mean but it's like there's no hiding it like especially it's not. for like you being a gay guy supporting making this a bigger thing and it to be, you, you know, if this helps someone be okay with being gay and stuff like that and coming out, like, do you know I mean? It's well, the perfect yeah, it's thing like for you. You see some of these kids that come to the meeting groups as well and they've, they're like handing out, they're like giving out these letters and stuff and like cards of appreciation to these drag queens and they're all coming back with all this stuff and it's like, you've helped me come out, you've helped me change my life, like I'm, like I'm, I'm going through a transition because of, we had a transgender drag queen on the show for a while and she, and the, on the tour for a while and she, and, and you know, they'd be like, was, you know, you've helped me like, like come out and be that transgender, like live my actual true self and all this kind of stuff and it's, it's really endearing to see that. Like, well, I bet, especially, well, especially because you know how hard it was to come out. Do you know what I mean? Like oh, you've God, it been was... through that whole process. So I, I remember you going. It was a weird going... time. Like, I mean, it was, it was, it was really interesting that, like, and I'm, I mean, it's because it, I imagine it's so difficult for people. And I remember seeing you go through that and you being in a place where is it right or is it wrong? Is it okay or is it well, not? Well, yeah, because when I, I was living at home I? before I moved to London, like, I never really thought of it as being gay. You know what I mean? Like, I never really, I never liked to like, I just, this... it's not gay. I just, suck well, off. no, like, <laughs> it's like, not I never gay. Really, I just like, like, I like, I never what really I experienced like. like any, like, any kind of like gay interaction, like gay, like, physical interaction with anybody like when i was living at home yeah like until i moved to london and then and then that's when it kind of was like and people would be like are you gay or are you straight and i'm like i'd be like i'm straight and like i remember kim taylor asking me and like we finished class she's like yeah but are you gay or straight and i'm like i'm, I'm straight <laughs> meanwhile <laughs> on the on the other side on the other side of things like shit's going down but then like obviously like cisco jumps in and like the saving grace yeah he helped you didn't he lord bless jesus i, I remember that cisco day Gomez. exactly like that night, that was what was we were G A Y late or something. We were, we were at, we no, were, we were at fucking Mahiki. Were we? Yeah. And, oh, we were and, somewhere. And anyway, there were, we were and there were some dancers in town, and you were like, "What do I do?" No, but before that, we were out. We were there was a few of us, and we were I think we were at like G A Y late or something, and we went we went we were at the bar or something, and Cisco turned around. To, I remember Cisco turned around to me. We were joking about stuff, and he went, "And I know you've got a crush on Randall." He was like, "So you don't even have to tell me about that." And I was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, that's that whole night. That was when I, that was when I came out that night. I was like yeah. bawling. I was in tears on the street and you were wasted. Uh, we always. were, we were like on the strand going to Charing Cross station. We were walking down there and he was talking to me and I just bust out in tears. Uh, I remember I was that. absolutely smashed. You were smashed. And you, he was like to you, Cisco was like, just go around the corner. He was like, we'll be with you in a yeah, minute. Who was I with? You were by yourself. Really? You were by yourself. There was the three of us at that point. Of course there was. And me and, me and Cisco were outside fitness first gym and I was bawling my eyes out because I was just like this this pressure and everything that just been lifted off me and he was like you're gay it's fine 
he was like, we know. He was like, you just got to accept it. And just, and I was like, he's the perfect person for that. Oh, it was like, I couldn't be more grateful for Cisco. In, oh, very, okay. in more ways than like even just my dance career like I was actually just listening to Cisco's podcast with you actually these last couple of days when I was like because you know because it's the longest one and it takes five well, days to get through that but also because I'm like yeah. my international price that my international tariff tariff or whatever it, it's slow or whatever so I'm like skipping but like you know I'm so grateful for him more than, more than just like for helping me with my dance career as well as he's helped you and many others as well but for like him I feel like being there like at the career, right time you know what I mean he yeah he helped me like in, in personal life as well in my personal life and he helped me there as well and, and it really had a it's, he's yeah he's had a really big impact on my life and I've, I've always I like, you know there'll be really random times where I'll think about it and I'm just really I'll smile about it and just think how grateful I am because I've always been lucky and had just good people around me at the right times when I've needed them you know it's, it's, yeah. it's always just been it's just happened like that yeah and he was just there at the right time and he was like you just need to come out and just let it out Mm. so I did did it feel like like what's it like going through that period, through that transition for like someone listening that might be like it going through that strength. exact same thing well, how do like, they how do like, they feel okay about it if that makes well, sense well it's like I used to think back about things like I used to have like the like I used to have these feelings for like when I lived at home and I'd hang out I used to like hang out with my older brother and we'd you know do whatever we're doing and the, like his friends as well and I, I used to think back and I'm like wait that's why i had that feeling towards that guy that he's friends with like that wasn't because i i had i had feelings for people i didn't know what it was yeah and i remember thinking about it and i'm like back, thinking back about it i'm like i used to like bat it off and be like oh it's fine it's gonna it's gonna pass whatever it is i don't know i didn't know what it was i didn't yeah. even associate it with you might gay. just think he's cool well i was just like there was like an attraction you know what i mean and like mm -hmm. for me and i was just like i'm sat there and i'm like this isn't this is really strange but then it was only after i came out and then i think back about all these things i'm like yeah i had a crush on this guy <laughs> And I didn't even know I was gay yeah. at the time. Like I really didn't. I, I had no idea. Like I had no no clue. But like it's the most it's the most interesting. It's the most interesting thing to go through. Yeah. To, from coming out, like especially like, I mean, I feel like it's it's kind of got a little bit easier the last few years where you know like it's become a little bit more it's become more acceptable over the years. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was it's been acceptable since you know since I've come out. You know, it's been it's been going on for a while, but. I don't know. Like, I feel like you come from a small town. It's not really That's something what I was that you, say. you don't really, you don't really, you don't get, you don't have like that gay. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, community. Really, yeah. There's no community there. You know what I mean? I so I never really experienced yeah, if it. If you're from a major city, then, you know, it's probably a lot easier. And but I've if never, you're from a little village where everyone's farmers and everyone knows well, each other. Well, that's what it was. You know what I mean? And then I moved to London and I'm like, holy shit, there's a whole new world here. I'm like, full on. Look at all this dick. Look at this dick. Isn't, Isn't it, it sweet? sweet? <laughs> now my bum hole will feel complete. <laughs> okay, let's stop there. <laughs> but yeah, and I think that's what it what really tipped me over the edge, really, to be honest, because I could just feel this pressure. And like people would like, like people would ask me, they were like, so you get, I'm like, no, no, I'm not. And I'm deep down, I'm like, I think I might be. I, rem I'm like, I remember what? you telling me. I remember you telling me and me going, yeah, I know. When you was that? <laughs> well, we had a night how out. Do I, how, would it, how do I just selectively forget? Like We had a night out in Mahiki. You ended up going home with another dancer whilst your friend was visiting. <laughs> and you were like, can you take care of her? <laughs> Natalie. Yeah, so I did. And then uh, the next day, I was like, so you're right. And you're like, I think I've got something to tell you. And I was like, I think I know. That's when it was? Yeah. Damn. Because I was like, thanks for ditching me with your friend that comes to visit. Well, you know, needs must. Needs must. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, so there it was. London made me gay. Yeah. No, it didn't. I was no. gay. I was gay boy before that. Let's get it. Let's I think not you get had, it twisted. You had good influences around you to help. No, I had very easier. good influences around me to help me come out, and it wasn't 
it, it wasn't, you know, like you get some people that really struggle with it and they go mm-hmm. through a really bad period. Like I didn't, I don't really feel like I went through that luckily. Like it was more just in my head, it was more like just coming out and accepting it and admitting it and being like, you're gay. Well, even when you told your mum, she wasn't shocked. No, she wasn't. Not at all. I remember that. That was, oh my God. And you used to be like, you're going to tell you, you need to tell your mum. She'd come and visit. And I'd be like, have you told her? And you'd be like, oh, I didn't tell her. And I'm like, what the fuck? Just tell her. You don't fucking tell her. I'm going to tell her. I'd be like, no, you're not. But then that Christmas, it was a few Christmases later. I went home and then she dropped me off at the train station to go back to London. And I remember I was was sweating the whole time in the car. She's driving me because I could, all I could hear in the back of my mind was, was you fucking tell her you better tell her and i was like i should really tell her this is really this is ridiculous now well how old are you 23 i was probably yeah 23 23 I think, yeah, 20, yeah, yeah 23 yeah and i'm in the car and it's like a 20 minute ride to the train station from my mom and dad's old place and i'm sweating like she's talking to me and i just couldn't think of anything else i was like what the fuck am i gonna say we get out of the car she takes me up to the train to, to the platform as she always does and i'm stood there and i just like i was i just grabbed her and i started hugging her it was cold and i just was hugging her and like had her in my arms and I was like, I'm going to have to do it. Just fuck it. You know, just get past it. And I said, mom. I was like, mom. She went, yeah. I was like, you know, I'm gay, right? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> and I just pulled back a bit my head. And like I looked at her. I went, really? I was like, she was like, I had an idea. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you, did, you didn't really hide it very well. Yeah, I didn't really do a good job of hiding it. And I mean, let's be honest. I've never had a girlfriend. So No, you said you had one, right? Oh, wait, I mean, I had, a, I had a, a high school girlfriend. But even then, I think even then, you back then, it was... Nails. I didn't even know I was... I, I mean, I was obviously gay back then because I, I was so frigid. Like, we never even made out. Really? You didn't oh, kiss? Oh, I, I could Like, there was a lot of peer pressure as well. It was like, I was that boy that danced in school. Everybody thought, everybody was like, you're gay, you're a faggot, you're this, that, and the other. And it was... Yeah. And it was, and she was like the most popular girl in school. Yeah. I don't know how that happened to me. Yeah. Beautiful, popular girl. And she's like, she's trying to date me and stuff. And like, you know, in school and they're like trying to get you in the corner and like kiss and stuff. And I'm just, I just couldn't. And like the pressure and everything. I don't know what it was. And then eventually she dumped me. And then she'd be dating other guys like through school and everything. And then it turns out I'm gay. She's a lesbian. Of win, course win. she is. Win, win. You did each other. Have you ever seen her since? Oh, I'm really close to her. Yeah. I, I was going to say, time. do you say to each other like, we, we looked after each other for a while <laughs> well no that's what she says i think yeah. she was she's like i think we found each other like that because i think we both deep down like subconsciously like we knew that we both kind of were like yeah. in that same boat so it kind of protected each other i guess yeah i feel like that's kind of what it was because this was like nine months in school we went on this like this for and i never kissed her once and then we broke up and we went to this party one of the girls one of the girls had a house party at some point <laughs> and i went up there and I just remember seeing her and I grabbed her on the staircase, this big staircase, and, and just started making out with her and kissing her on the staircase. And she was like, why would you never do that to me in school? I was just like, I don't know. Yeah. So like we did make out at one point, but it was like long after we broke up. But I was just like. And school's a hard place, man. Oh, like, school's really difficult. Like people are fucking mean. There's no, they don't hold back. Oh, people are. Do you are, know I mean? Like if, if someone people are such wanted to hurt your feelings, like, they, they wouldn't even hesitate. Yeah, they don't. They don't give a shit. Like I was spat on in school. I was called names. I was punched people yeah. trying to fight me like and i'm just like why yeah i was bullied bad like what are you years. so bothered about like that why what is so what is so upsetting you so much about my life that's like affecting you like like i'd be like doing my thing i, I used i used to hang out with girls like my, my thing was i just would hang out with girls i had no male friends mm-hmm. in high school and i it's just how it was like and a lot of them were dancers they all danced or, or whatever you know what i mean and it just it, it was just an automatic like target on me then like you know because i was like i don't want to hang out with you guys you're fucking horrible people yeah and like, i bet if they saw you now they'd they'd kiss your ass because you've gone on to do things would you believe? believe i actually went home at christmas one time and i went to the one of the local pubs in the town over where i used to go to school with some friends some old friends and one of the boys who 
the one who actually said he spat on me actually in school, he actually was there and he came to me and he was kind of a little bit drunk, you know, and he came to me and he was like, and he was like, I'm really like, he's like, you're doing really good with yourself. He was like, I'm really like, it's really great seeing you do well. And I'm just looking at you thinking, I'm like, thanks, that's great and everything, but you were fucking horrible in school to me. You were absolutely horrible. And I'm never going to forget that. Like I forget it, but I'll never forget it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But I'm just like, and I'm looking and I'm like, thanks. And you look really miserable. Yeah. And you're probably, which is unfortunate. Like, I'm sorry for you, but you look really, he's like, and, and, and do you know what it was? I could tell because he was talking to me and he's like, he was trying to justify his life comparing it to mine because obviously I like, I'd moved, left the country, left, I was in London and, and in LA. You've, you've and he's like, he's talking to me and he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I've got a mortgage, I've got a house, I've got a wife, I've got kids and all this. And I'm like, that's, that's great. Like, I don't know why you're trying to like, yeah. It, it, it was to me. It was sounding like he was trying to, to like sell his life, sell himself to, to me. Like, uh, but I was just like, I, that's fine. Like, I like that's not me, the life I want. Yeah, so. it was just we just got completely different lives. Like, like you were never gonna ever do anything that, that would interest, like that would keep me in your life. You know what I mean? So yeah. I, I just, you know, it was so interesting. And I'm like, you, you people. You see me like doing what I'm doing now because I this is something I always wanted to do. It was to dance and to perform and do anything like that. And oh. they always used to like just like knock me down and like you know they would just bully me and all the rest of it. And I and now and now like the majority of the time you see them and they're like, oh, you're doing really well. Like yeah, well, good now, on you. And I'm now like, you're thanks. The, now you're the guy who was the gay guy in school who was the geeky one who this got bullied. Skinny little to the one who's moved to Los Angeles. Twinky looking little hangs out boy. with celebrities and danced for Kylie and done all TV shows and danced for all these artists. Do you know what I mean? Like they would have seen you on X Factor every week and probably been like, that's that guy from school. Well yeah. But it's like it's it's kind of sad in a way. It's it's really it's it's kind of sad that they Oh that that your your career path and your your success, I guess, has put you in a position where they want to respect you now. Oh yeah. Yeah, and it's it's so funny because you never really think it's going to happen like that, and then you know, oh, not at all. I'm in the pub and he stood there and he's like complimenting me and he's all the rest of it, and I'm like, but you were fucking nasty to me in school. Like, yeah. I'm like, how the tables have turned, but I don't hold a grudge about anything like that. You know what I mean? If anything, like, I can look back at it and I'm just like, it makes you. Well, it, it should make it, you proud it of yourself. You, like, you know what it molds you like to to not take that shit in, in the future. You know what I mean? Because I, I used to be such a little pussy in school. Yeah, but you're not now. Oh, you don't of, give me shit. Out like, of all my friends, out of every single friend I've got, I think you take the least shit out of everyone. Well, I'm just very blunt. Yeah. And I think I'm just very blunt and I'm straight to the point. Like, I just can't be... Which, like, is, which has been a problem <laughs> quite a lot, actually. It can be problematic <laughs> because there's also been a fact that, like, I'll be very blunt, but I'll do it in the wrong way sometimes. Like, I'll do it and I'll, I'll come across as a dickhead where I could be like, this isn't right. Like, can we fix this? Can we make it right? Whereas uh, I used to kind of, a lot of the time I'd be like... This is fucking bullshit. Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, yeah. fix this. <laughs> fucking angry David. Angry David. Instead of like, let's let's do this in like, let's be adults and talk about this. Like, uh, yeah, but you live and learn. Oh, completely. And don't change it because I believe that's probably part of the reason that no, you've like, survived and been so successful. Oh, no, absolutely. But as well, like people in America don't know how to take my, my uh, sense of humor. My sense of humor, my tone either. Like, they don't, I mean, they didn't get mine either. You know how I am. I'm an asshole to everyone. And oh, if yeah. I'm an asshole to you, they normally And the looks that you get you. when you're trying to have a joke with them, you're trying to be blunt and have a joke with them, like a really straightforward joke. And they're just like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. Like, are you kidding? You're like, yeah, I'm actually kidding. Like, we're joking here. Yeah, I said it in my Magic Mike audition. I was like, oh, I think uh, American sense of humor, they don't really get it. I was like, I'm, f- I'm horrible to all my friends here, and that means I like you. Whereas in LA, when I was doing that, people used to it's look at me like a very British thing, though. It, is, it is a very the, British thing. The, the casting directors were looking at me like, yeah. you're slagging <laughs> off Americans. And I was like, it probably wasn't the right choice of words to say, but 
I said it anyway. So I said there it anyway. Gone. Take it or leave yeah. it. Yeah, but I always, I'm always, I'm, I'm horrible to the people I love. Not horrible in a malicious way. No, it's, a, it's a very endearing fun, way, you know. It's like fun. I'm, like I rung you when you rung earlier. I said, "I'll see you soon, you little spunk bucket." <laughs> <laughs> Great choice of words. <laughs> very accurate. Uh, sure. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so how? When did you start dancing? I started dancing when I was. Tell us your journey. I think I was. Well, I actually went. I think I was about four years old when I first said to my mom, "I want to go to a dance class." Mm. I was like three or four. I was three or four. I remember that. And what kind of dance to, did you want to do? Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't really know what I wanted to do. I wanted to go and dance. Mm. So I actually went and she took me to this, this dance school locally. And I went in and it was, a, it was a ballet class. It was a kid's ballet class, a baby ballet class. And they were all like, there was, I think there was me and one other boy in there. Yeah. And we, they were having everybody run around in a circle they're playing this music and they were doing the girls are butterflies and the boys are planes and you know you're running around doing that. Were you a and I went to one class. Were you a butterfly bo- or a plane? I mean, I think I was a plane at the time because the, the one of the teachers, one of the assistants, was a guy and he was like, "You've got to do this," and I'm like, "Put your fingers up to your eyes like a plane and whatever yeah. your wings and stuff." <laughs> and I'm looking and I'm like, "I don't like this." I just remember being to myself like in my head, I'm like, "I don't want to do this." So I did one class, I think, and then I was like, "I'm not doing that." Mm. So then I actually started horse riding for a while. Yeah. So I went did. horse riding for a while, and I actually I've been doing that still today as a good as a hobby. I love it. But anyway, yeah, I did that, and then I was like, "I want to go dancing again." Still so then my mum found this dance school, a local. What did you say? You still ride a horse. Still. <laughs> in some respect. Uh, so. Um, so inappropriate. Yeah, when people are going to listen to this, they're like, "What the fuck?" Like their friendship's weird. <laughs> Anyway, right. yeah. So sorry, you went horse riding. No, we went horse. Ri- I went horse riding, and I still love that today. And came back to that later on in life as well. But then went to a lo- another dance school close by to me actually, and um, that was the one I stuck with. I went in, and I was just like, "This is it." I was like, I "Was tap dancing in there? I was doing jazz. Didn't do ballet for a while for a couple of years until That's why you liked it. What? Well, because you didn't do ballet because you fucking hated the last ballet class. Well, it was never like the ballet that I was like, like the kind of work that I wanted to do. You know what I mean? It was like running around in a fucking circle playing. Like, I mean, yeah. I know it's, it's like kids, kids, like toddlers and whatever else. But I was just like, I don't, I don't want to do this. Like, yeah. And then I can, I can do this at home. Yeah. So I went to this place and we were doing jazz and I went, I started taking these classes and I was like, oh, I'm going to stay. And then it just kind of snowballed from there. And then eventually she would like, my teacher was like, you should really come and do ballet. And I was a bit first, I was a bit like, mm, I don't think so. And then I eventually, I, like me and some friends were there and we were like, let's all just start doing ballet as well. So I started doing ballet. So I did ballet, I did jazz, I did tap. We put on shows, every, put on local shows every two years. It was like a huge thing. I was doing local productions like all my life, like growing up throughout, like in, in, in town and whatever else. So I was like, that was like, I was six, six, seven, I think I was six years old when I started then. Mm. So from six to like throughout school, high, middle school, high school, and I, I danced. And then you went to college, right? And then I was like, I don't know what I want to do because I was 16 and I was like finishing school, high school. And I was like, I know there's schools, like dance schools that you can go to like in London and stuff. I was like, but I'm not mentally ready for to like leave home at 16. Yeah. I was like, there's no way. I'm just not in that space of mine right now. I was like, so what do I do? So then I found this dance college. My dance teacher actually found this dance college because her daughter actually is a performer as well. And she was auditioning for it and some of the other girls were. Mm. And it was like, it was a local, it was like kind of a local school like 30 minutes away from me it was Preston it was Preston College and they had a dance division yeah they had the, their own dance division it was all ballet and jazz and tap and they had national which is like all different styles of like dance you'll like you'll learn from like different countries like they're yeah. all their own styles of dance which is really interesting now I'm like look back at it even though I used to like 
I bet you hated it at the time, and now you just like take the piss so much. We used to take the piss in it, like because of this, the, the stuff we'd be doing, we'd just laugh, but yeah. it was so much fun. So then I auditioned for that and they took me in straight away. And I actually started kind of late. I started a couple of months late because I finished school and didn't know about this college until a couple of months down the line. So they was like, well, why don't you start this term after? So I joined a couple of months late into the term, which was fine because I caught up really quick anyway. And then I went there for three years. So I did that for three years and then I, and then I left. And then again, that was another roadblock because I was like, I wasn't in London and like my, my college were really set on dancers, like going to auditions for cruise ships. Mm-hmm. And I just knew I was like, that is nothing. That is nothing that I want to do. Like, I don't want to go on a cruise ship. Mm. I think when I finally knew what I wanted to do, we had like a workshop in, in, in college and these two girls came in. They were from an agency in London. I don't, the agency's not around anymore. I can't remember what it's called. So they came in and they taught this commercial dance workshop and we were all in there doing this routine. And I just remember, I can't remember what the song it was and they, they were doing it. And I was like, this is really fucking cool. I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. I want to figure out where I can do this and I want to do this. This this is what I want to do. So like I left college and then for two years I was like traveling backwards and forwards to London, like going to like open auditions for things for like agencies and all that kind of stuff. And people would contact me, like my my old teachers from college, they'd be like, there's an audition for a cruise ship. They're like, you really should go on. I'm like, I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, what are you doing though? They're like, we're really worried about you. Like we don't know what you're doing. And I'm like, I'm doing my thing. Like, I'm like, I'm fine. Like it, the only thing is that you don't have the connections per se, like the, the connections that I needed to get me to where I wanted to be. Like as such, like they had connections. Like one of my teachers had a connection with an agency from London. We went to like some auditions, but it they, they were like theater, theater kind of things. And I was like, this still isn't really what I'm like trying to hone in on here. Like what I'm mm. trying to lock down. And, but so I kind of did it all myself and like I went and found my connections and I ended up starting, I did the occasional job every few months. I could get booked for a job in London or whatever, but I also auditioned for an, audi- uh, an agency in Manchester, which was the one that really, um, Julie, me Julie, Julie Kavanagh, JK, JK Dance. Dance. Yeah. I saw that in the, the stage newspaper, the audition, she was holding Fucking up an audition. The stage. And Glenn. That's, that's still going, right? The stage. Yeah, I believe so. I think so. it is. I need yeah. to get in touch with them. We could work together. That'd be fun. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Go on. No. And, um, Glenn Ball was taking the audition. My hero. And Glenn is another person who's, who's like, was a big part of my career because he was the first person that g- actually gave me a job. And me. My, my first, first job. dance job. My, me too. Ditto. Gave me my first so two. I auditioned for the agency while I think just after I left college that Julie took me on, got some headshots done, all that kind of stuff. And then she submitted for this job. She was like, Glenn's looking for dancers for this job. It's a TV commercial in Turkey. And she was like, are you free? She was like, do you think? And I, I, like at the time, they were all booking dancers from London. I was still at home and I was just like, yeah, I'm free. And she was like, can you do this kind of stuff though? Like, and I was a bit like, oh, I was like, I think I can. I was like, yeah. And like, she's so fucking particular. She, and she's yeah, and Julie was like really bold and straight down. And I was still a bit like in my shell a little bit. And I, I was like, do I say, do I say yes? And then if I fuck up, I'm like, I'm, I'm going to really like she'll piss grill, people off. And she'll grill you. But she was like, can you do this? Are you capable of doing it? And I was like, I just was like, fuck it. I went, yeah, I'm capable. Yeah, I was like, absolutely. She was quite intimidating when I was younger. Yeah, she was. I found her really intimidating. But like over the like over time, like I like oh, she's a lovely woman. She taught me a lot, Julie. Like she taught me a lot in the industry. Like I was, I like I I made some mistakes. You know what I mean? Like I was late for a, I was late for a job once because of traffic. I was going to Liverpool for a job, and she was like, "Just checking where you are. Like, are you there yet?" And I was like, "No, I'm just in traffic. I'm on my way." And she was like, "You need to tell me these things so I can like call back, call ahead to production and stuff." She was like, "Just for just for future." And I'm like, "Oh shit, lesson learned. Okay." So yeah, audition for her and she took me on and then Glenn direct, it was a direct booking as well of all things. Like Glenn yeah. direct booked me. He didn't know who I was. Like he'd see me at the audition and that was it. Did this job with a bunch of people that I was like, 
starstruck by. I don't like, you know, the like you looked up to. You know, there was like Adrian Gas was on it. Um, who else is doing it? Caroline Royce was on it. Emrys Cooper was on it. Jeez, um, back in the day. Oh, um, God, there was a bunch of us, and um, Adam Clayton Smith. And I, I yes. looked at I looked at all the like I'd be looking at all the show reels, all the video reels on the on the website and the pictures, and I'm like, oh my god. And it was so funny because me and Adrian really didn't hit it off at first because I got there and I was, I got there a, a day early, I think, for my flight. And I ended up meeting them all. We went out for food and he was like, I was in the lobby and he was like, I'm Adrian. And I was like, I know you are. I was like, hi, like really like eager and everything. He was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, we, we didn't like, Adrian didn't really <laughs> want me at first. It was I can so imagine funny. His face. But I love Adrian now. He's amazing. I saw Adrian last night as well. Oh. He's good. He's the best. Sends his love. He's the best. I told him I was going to see you. Um, so yeah, I did this job. I was there for a week and it was the best job I'd ever done. I was like, you know, I was, I, I was like, this is it. I was like, this is what I wanted to do. I was like this. T-, and it was so much fun. Yeah. Like we had the best laugh. And, um, and then from that, I just, I would just do bits of jobs like every now and again, like every few months. And then it started snowballing. I get more and more work. And then eventually I just like, after these two years came, it got to the point where I was working like quite a lot. And I was like, I can't keep traveling. It's costing me more money than yeah. like it would for rent. So now I was just like, I think one of my old friends from college was down there doing a year's course on another, on another college with another friend. And she was like, I've got a room available. Do you want it? It's coming available this summer. Mm. The Lewisham house. Guy's Cliff Mansion. Guy's Cliff Mansion. And she was like, do you want it? And I was so nervous. And I was just like, fuck it. Just go for it. Like, you know, you know, you've got, you just, you have to like, you yeah. just know. And I was like, timing's right. I was like, yep, yeah, cool. Rent was cheap. Like really cheap. We all, mm. we both know that it was so cheap. What a steal. Mine's cheaper now. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> 10 years later I'm paying less that's, that's very unheard crazy. of yeah <laughs> so yeah I moved in with Emily Emily Creasy and um, Louise she's married now that's fucking she's crazy. married she's living in Florida she's fully married and she's doing the whole thing with her husband now yeah, she's, they're both girl. performing and living their lives and Eden you lived with Eden Eden Gray no, so Aaron Gray that's Aaron Gray no. Aaron Jardin. Jardin oh my god so we, yeah, yeah, I moved to London and that was that. And then I just was like, put myself out. It was like... I remember you saying to me about the spare room there. I, I We were just doing 2XS together, right? And Yeah, we like, just joined 2XS and we were... And I was like, oh, I don't live were, in London yet. And you were like, live with me. And I was like, what? Oh my gosh, I was yeah. Like, I was like, I don't, I don't want to live in London. I'm not ready. And you were like, well, there's a spare room. And I was like, how much is it? And I was just like, okay. How much was it? £360. £360. £360 a month, all bills included. Yeah. With basic cable, I pay two eighty-eight now. <laughs> I pay two eighty-eight now with a cleaner, with that box room upstairs that you have That's on the top right. floor. It's like a fucking cubby hole. Yeah, and you've got that fucking snake in there as well. It's I have. Hey, snake still going? If anyone wants it, get rid let of that me thing. know. I fuck. I like. I remember snake staying in your room that the other year, last year, I think it was last Christmas, and I was like, this thing gets out of its hey, cage. You should see it now. Big and pink. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> you fucking love snakes. I brought it up in the conversation, but I, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, sorry, go on. So you uh, you moved in with Emily Creasy and moved in with Emily, and there was this random German girl that moved out just after I got there because that was the room that I was taking. Mm. And then you know everything went from there. And then like that was a crazy house. Yeah, it was. It that was, was a, <laughs> that was a crazy house. We had so many fucking good times in that and house. All them parties we used to have barbecues. I remember, I remember when we used to have barbecues and we'd invite everyone around for barbecues, but because I was fat and had to try and get a six pack, do you remember? I was only eating fucking <laughs> cucumber and I was cooking everyone else beef burgers. And Trying to work as a day. He was like, what have I got to do? And then who was that? It was Jerry, wasn't it? Yeah, Jerry like, said you're a great dancer, but you need to lose some weight. And here he is today. He's fucking bodybuilder extraordinaire. Get paid to be naked. Yeah, bitch. Do you remember I used to do six pack abs every morning and every night? 
And I and just do, used to follow along suit and just try and do it with you. And, and I was do just, push-ups every morning, every night, 100. Also, thank you. You were the person that gave me my body. I was. Yeah, you were. You yeah. got involved. You got in your fitness. You got on your fitness shit and you was like... I got obsessed. Yeah, but it's a good thing. It's yeah. like you got obsessed with something that's, that's Oh, great. it gave me my career. 100%. You know? I was the chubby kid, which wouldn't, I never would have booked a job. Yeah. But... um. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't like. I would, I would definitely would not look like I do now. If, mm. like, you hadn't have come into my life, and you hadn't have decided that you were going to not be chunky anymore. And yeah, I hated you gym. though because you're a genetic freak, so you can just eat shit and still look I'm just good. Genetically blessed by being like it, to, so snatched, it's unreal. Skinny though, like I used to be in high school. I remember I was in the gym. I was in like I'm, PE, and we were running around the gymnasium. And one of the boys, one of the the bullies, whatever, I could see him in my back and my, in the corner of my eye, and he was looking. He was pointing at my legs and like making like legs. making like a, a a fist like this, like showing how skinny my Wait, legs were. Like he was you, like, he's gonna snap. If you shaved your legs, they'd be the sexiest girl legs ever. <laughs> I've got beautiful lady legs. Actually, you do you have beautiful them. lady legs, and they're long, nice long lines. I keep saying I should like just get pictures. Like I should fully shave. Like take some lower legs just some lower body shots and like just submit for like yeah, Venus you, you can tape your dick up I'm your Venus you can get your, your get your man minge <laughs> <laughs> not a man minge put a thong on no one will know you know just, I think I'm just gonna keep that for Halloween alright yeah but yeah fuck me Guy's when, Cliff was so fun Guy's Cliff was good um, I, when you when we lived in Guy's Cliff that's when you started booking like X and stuff wasn't it yeah that was like my first major job in London that yeah I moved Brian. to London in summer 2009 all these people that have already influenced on my life, like it's amazing. Like it's so fun to look, to look back and you be like, back. you've shaped my career and you got yeah. me to where I am. And now if you look, they're like OGs. They're like, you know what I mean? People I'm like, like, like even again, you. like referring back to Cisco's podcast, I'm like, people don't know their history about people or whatever else. I'm like, he's like, he's one of them people that the, obviously like everybody knows who Brian is. Like you, like, and if you yeah. don't, you need to quit. You're in, you need to quit, quit dancing because yeah. that's just not acceptable. But like these people are like, I feel like me and you especially were lucky. Like we just we just got that I feel into like, that that generation, like with that generation. Where these next generation now, it's a bit like what's going and on. And we slotted into the right bunch of friends at the right time. I feel like I moved yeah, to London and hung, started hanging out with you, and you had just become friends with like Cisco, BB, Sean. Yeah, it, like, that was kind of my fast track. Group. For me, that was my fast track of. I skipped all the learning and meeting everyone process and it was like just come straight in there. You just like, met him and you were like, This is my housemate. And then everyone just accepted me as David's housemate. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But it was like it was it was pretty it, it was a great thing though. Like it was Because like I, I, I honestly don't remember us paying for dance classes. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like I we didn't pay for dance class. We didn't didn't, pay, didn't really pay for dance class at all. Yeah, we didn't pay for nights out because they had hookups or they earned loads more money. Well, than you know, us, you'd so. have people coming on tour from like over the, overseas, like with Beyonce and whatever else, and they'd all be like, "We're going out to Mahiki, let's go!" And then we'd all be there, and there's a, a yeah. table full of free booze. And we didn't know anyone, but they knew everyone. Like we we we'd kind just of, tag along, and we'd be there, and we'd be like, "Hey!" And then you just like, but it's so funny, like dancers, you all just make friends with each other so quick. Yeah, which is great in a way. Like it's oh, I love completely. that. Like, and then it's also like, it's nice because some of them friendships have lasted and I see some of these people over in the US now. Like, it's really nice. But like, yeah, everything was free. Don't know how that happened. Like, God bless all of us. Yeah. Because <laughs> I think we probably went out clubbing at least at least twice a week. At a least. Lot. Yeah, we did. Like minimum twice a week and earned no money. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I'd literally be making money, but this, I'd spend it on my rent, even though that wasn't much. I'd spend it on my rent card. and travel and food. Like you'd be literally spending your money on rent. But we'd still food. go out twice a week. But still managed to go out to and central London. I remember we'd alternate wardrobes. <laughs> we'd go in each other's room and be like, right, I'm going to take your top. I'm going to take your shirt. And everything of mine you'd try on, you'd be like, why are you so fucking short? <laughs> 
<laughs> Why have you got fucking midget feet? I want to wear your trainers. What a fucking time. I remember I'd literally go in your room and be like, I'm wearing that shirt today. The only thing you couldn't wear was my shoes because I'm bigger than you. Yeah. You've got and the you little tiny ass fucking hobbit fanny feet, feet you've got. <laughs> <laughs> Minge feet. <laughs> fucking lady feet. Fucking I'm a size woman. Yeah, I know, but it's not because I'm not small enough that I get cheaper shoes. I still have to buy fucking well, that's really unfortunate. I know, so I fucking... <laughs> you just have to wait till the sales come on then, I know. bitch. It's just like I get all, I'm get. i fighting with like 14-year-old teenagers over shoes. <laughs> or giant girls. <laughs> Fuck that! I know, but yeah, that was it. Was fun. Like we we both got in that in that in the right crowd. At the like at a really good time. Like I'm. Do you know what I always think though to myself? I always think about this. Like I'm like, I always feel like I should have been the like you know when you look back at old videos and stuff. Random thought right now. I was just yeah. like when you look back at all these older videos, like from way way back before we were even like dancing. I'm like, I feel like that was like my era of choreography. Like that kind of shit. Like that yeah. was the shit that I look at and I'm like, I wish I we're both in the wrong generation. In the wrong generation of dance. Like, like everyone's whipping and nay-naying and that is neither of us. And doing all this fucking, I don't even know what <laughs> you, you call you it. Look like you just had an epileptic fit. Well, that's what it looks like sometimes these days. But I generally, I generally like do, like sometimes I'm like, God, I wish I was like in like, you know, years ahead of that. But yeah. then also... Yeah, it is. I don't know. I don't yeah, like but you're in LA, so you get to feel like the old stuff. You can go and do <laughs> JR's class, and everything will feel nice again. You yeah, it's I mean? a very feel good class. There's I lots. Love of, it. There's lots of good classes for that you can go and still feel like you're in the era you want to be in. Yeah, because you, I, I don't think you, I won't. You don't really catch me doing any of these Instagram classes, to be honest. Like I'm. Oh, me either. I'm not about them, to be honest. I'm just. I, I feel like because I've, I've, I'm so used to what I used to have, you know. Yeah. And the good training that that I used to get, that Sean I'm like looking at. Yeah, and like that that was the the training, like, you know, and then you It still is. Oh yeah, it still is. His like class to this is day. You it's never gonna I don't think it's ever gonna change for a long, long, long time. I hope. Hopefully ever. Mm. But like I, I see some of these classes in LA now and I'm just like I, I just I couldn't justify like doing that. Like, What's myself. audition life like now out there? Is it still It varies, like it's is it still manic. Well, I mean, before I came back to Europe for this tour, this mini tour, we had a couple auditions. Um I had one for well, it was Richie Jackson was taking an audition, but it didn't say what it was for. But I'm like, it was clearly Gaga. You know what I mean? It was like, yeah. we need dancers for this. We need dancers for this. A music video, two dancers for this. And, you know, the whole world turned up. Everybody in the mother turned up. And I'm like, and oh, it was, it was, I mean, I, I hate to say, but it wasn't a, a well-organized audition at all. No, they like, never are. It's LA. I, I can't recall. I can I've, been to so many I've been to some auditions. Like, you know what I mean? You got to, America's Got Talent, like, and Sagiv's there and whatever else. And it's like... It's it, organized. It's so organized. But, and I'm like, but, but how Sagiv can... is an organized rich Jew. Like, <laughs> like you know I mean? very true. Like, but I'm like, it still doesn't mean that you have any excuse not to hold an organized fucking audition because no, you've know, been doing it for years and you yourself were in that situation. So why can you not organize it better? But sometimes you're just auditioning for these ratchet ass people, which have just got good steps, not good organization. Well, even skills. so, it's, it's just, just it's, it's rude, one of a kind. Like, and it's just time consuming and rude. And I, you know, we're all there with passionate and, you know, bullshit, bullshit. But I'm like, it's time. It's my time. And I'm like. I actually had a rehearsal to go to after that. So we were like cramming our way to get in there. Me and Philip, my other friend who was dancing with on this tour. So we got there and there was like over 300 people, at least 400 people. And there was a line coming out, of, out, coming out of center staging. No, it was guys and girls. Oh, okay. Oh, All quite, at the same time. Crazy, well, it, it, there was a lot more than that because they kicked half the people out and told them to come back in the afternoon, like three o'clock in the afternoon. I was like, there's no way I'm doing that. No, and I was in that back half of the line. And I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing that. We've got a rehearsal and I'm doing this audition because I'm here now. I mean, I was that close to leaving because I was so frustrated with the way it was being taken, like the quality of the, with oh. the, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for? The organization skills. The organization, you know what I mean? 
So like Philip was just like, no, we're here. We'll just do it. And then we'll drive to rehearsal. We had to go to third street after that. So it was a trek. So we eventually got in there. Like they kicked all these other people out and we were there and we were still waiting. We were waiting for hours. And we get in there and me and Philip, like we did, we did pretty good. You know, we, we got through, like did the whole thing. But then I was like, we left and, you know, handing our resumes and all that kind of stuff. And we left and there's obviously like hundreds more people. And I'm just like, and actually I think, the people at center staging were actually really fucking angry. They were screaming at some of the production wow. that were there because apparently, well, I shouldn't really go into all this. Nah, let's do it. Go. Well, apparently what happened is they that, won't listen. Is that what happened is that there was supposed to, they were told at center staging something. Like, the guy was literally screaming outside at these people and all the dancers were listening. Yeah. And he was like, I was told it was only going to be like 15 people in here, like for a That's rehearsal, a for a rehearsal with a couple of video cameras in there for a rehearsal shooting something. He yeah. was like, and now there's over 300 people study in this line. He yeah. was like, managers are going crazy at me. They're screaming at me. And he was like, I'm pissed off because I was lied to. He was like, I was told something else. He was like, this is fucking out of order. He was like, we cannot, we cannot hold all these people right now. He was like, we just can't do it. Yeah. He was like, the studio next door rehearsing with Nicki Minaj or whatever it was. And they're going nuts at me as yeah, well. Because like, they don't want all these people around. They were fucking, everybody was going nuts. And because this was just like, it was, they didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And it was a full open audition like happening. And I, I, I was just like, I just, again, I was just like, why, why are you not organizing this better? Like, yeah. that's the only thing that bothers me. Like, I love an audition. Like, I absolutely love an audition. Like, I love to go in there and see everybody and, you know. The social it, side. Yeah, and bust it out with friends and stuff and, and, and cheer everybody on and do all that kind of stuff. But it, it really puts a downer on things when it's just so unorganized like that. It's, when that's the when one you feel like your time is being wasted. Yeah, and it, it's just exactly what it feels like sometimes. And it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for hours and it could take half the amount of time if you just figure this out a bit better and we're yeah. just a bit more time management wise like but yeah that was that but like i've like again like i've been to other auditions like like i said america's got talent i went to that and it was great like i mean and I, they were like we're not gonna waste your time we're gonna come in you're gonna do an audition we're gonna do a routine and it's like a few ways and we're gonna get you out you know what i mean yeah. we'll let you know like to the come, day after yeah, like whether we need you. you for the show or whatever else or whether you've booked it and you know that's just how it was and mm. and so it's kind of like swings and runabouts it's up and down like yeah yeah do you but, ever see yourself moving home Somebody's. I've been asked this a few times recently, actually, and somebody asked me this, and I recently, and I, it was when the Magic Mike audition was happening for the UK, and they they've obviously auditioned all over the place, and they did in yeah. LA as well, and obviously I didn't get the job, but me whatever, neither. you know, High five. you live and learn, or you move on. Um, but I was actually like, I went to the audition, and I was like, do you know what? I was actually, I would love if I booked it to move back because I would move back to London. I wouldn't move home, you know. I, yeah, would, yeah, I wouldn't go home to like. When I say home, village. I don't mean surely. I mean. I would absolutely move back to London, but I, I think what I what I would r love to do is move back with a consistent job, you know, like a contract. Yeah. So like I, I, I fell into this and it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah, like you have a consistent job, so you've got income. Like, you know, instead of like the way we were struggling for years, like we, mm. we'd like, I mean, we were struggling, but we still had money, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, just having money to actually be able to live and to like mm. enjoy yourself a bit more and do things that you want to do without being like, well, you, I can't do this because I've not got enough money. And yeah, you've created a nice lifestyle for yourself in LA. So to come back and have to kind of not restart again, but it's kind of like restarting again. Yeah, a little bit. But it was just like, I would absolutely come back if I had a contract. Like I would come back mm. and for, for a stint, you know what I mean? And then and leave again. But I, like... Because you've you got your green card now, right? Yeah, I just so got you, my green card so last year. Congrats. Thank you So you much. can go back and forth, do you know what I mean? Yeah, Which I can do great. what I want now with that freedom of not being like, of, of you know, immigration at security in, in LA and oh, being like, what the fuck expired. are you doing? Like, when are you, what, how long are you staying for? Like, and it's that, that whole nerve wracking. I can just literally go in with all the, the residents and like, and all the, the citizens and just scam a little green card and on, I'm on my way. <laughs> But that was a job that, worth in itself getting that thing. I Jesus. bet. Jesus. Well, but yeah, like I, enough, let alone a green card. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
It's so much work and so much money. Worth it though. Now you've got Absolutely the best of both it. worlds. Absolutely worth it. Yeah, I was very lucky with that as well. Like I had a really good, my friend who's actually my lawyer, it was like, he really helped me out. But yeah, I'm like, I, in terms of like moving back, I wouldn't, I just, I, all I want to do is like be between both. Like I would come back for like a job. Like you say, if there's like a movie being filmed here or something, I would come back for a few months. Well, and they're fucking filming all the movies here now. I know, I've so heard. Cheap. I've seen them all and I'm like, I, I'm actually yeah, like, I'm like, I really want to like, I really want to get involved. Like I'd love to get involved on something like the Mary Poppins one. I was going to say that's you not, Like I'm like, I know. And I heard nothing of it. Like obviously oh, I'm not here anymore. Like I'm not, I don't know. I don't even know who cast it. Like I don't know what. Uh, I, I know. Well, I got sent for it by Dancers Inc, but I was doing Kylie at the time. So I was like, I'm not going to not go to Kylie. To yeah. See, I've kind of lost touch with a lot of agents. And like the only one I really keep in touch with is, is Jerry like more than anything because he's the one that always really I would work well, with well things are changing here now it's going to get better I think Dancers Network kind of like a union uh, Richie and Lily oh, well, together. I saw so something about this I think was... things are going to start getting better here so it would be probably worth coming back here in the next few years to get some work like that in because I think well, no, it's also we'll as well with better. this tour that I'm doing. I'm like, what I was just saying as well, it's nice that I can, like, I know I've got like a schedule like, for the next few months or like the next year, almost like half a year, a year, whatever, because I know I'm going to be continuing with it. And I know I'm going to have time in between like each leg of the tour, like from doing this mini tour in January, which I think I'm coming back doing and then going on tour again, the main tour in Europe in like March, I think, and March and April. I'm like, so I'm going to have time like in between there and then time after. And I'm also going to have money that I can like, I can get myself back over here. You know what I mean? And I can stay for a while. And obviously mm. I've still got so many friends here that I can like, I can stay with like, and actually come out and be like, yo, I'm going to come for this period of time. Like if there's anything going on, like let me yeah, know. Let me know. Like, you I'm, can plan I'm, stuff in ahead. Yeah, I can actually plan. It's nice to be able to plan and do things. So that's, that. that's, that's always what I wanted to do. And I always said that from the get-go. And I feel like it's obviously it's taken its time for me to be able to do that. Like, I, Well, everything takes time. Yeah. I had this. I feel like with me as well. Like my, Especially my, when you're so unorganized like you. <laughs> yeah. Like definitely that. <laughs> Ambitious, <laughs> but not organized. Yeah. It's because I want to do something and I want to do it right now. Yeah. But like really, it's going to take a bit of a process. And yeah. You're very in the moment. Yeah, I am. And Anyways, I'm still like that. We have to wrap this up because I've got a fucking meet and greet. Well, that's a shame. I know. But I mean, I love we've you. just been talking the absolute most shit, and I love you too. That's all right. People are like it. Before we go, what's your most favorite moment in your career so far? The one that I'll stick with you forever and ever. There's been a couple. Go on, tell me something. I had a really great job in 2012, actually, we did. Get it, it, was it was for ITV, and we did a job called Superstar, and they were looking for the next Jesus Christ Superstar for the tour they were doing. And we did this TV show for like, it was like rehearsals and shows for like two months nearly, and it was like one of the best jobs. Cisco was on it, mm. Jerry and Ashley Wallen were on it, choreographing it, and Jerry was like creative on it as well. Coots. Team Coots. Coots. I don't even know how you say it anymore. Team Coots. But also fucking Ariana Grande. That was one of my favorite as well. Yeah, that's a good one. I was like, I want to. I was so happy when you got that. Thank you. That year, I was like, I want to go to New York. Like, I really want to go. And I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to New York this year. Again, a direct booking of all for all jobs. Like, you'd think that you'd go to an audition for that. From Brian and Scott, right? Yeah, Brian. Square Division. Was Square Division involved? Yeah, yeah Square Division were involved. They were creative on it. Yeah. Square Division creative on it and Brian and Scott were choreographing it all. And then they were like, are you free for it? And I was like, holy shit. I was like, I'll yeah, of myself. course. Yeah. So like book the job. They were like, so we're doing the VMAs. It's in New York at Madison Square Garden. I'm like, kind of mind blowing because it's Madison Square Garden and I'm going to New York and it's Ariana Grande. And yeah. it was the best time, like one of the best times I've ever had. So yeah. But this tour is actually not far off as well. Like, it's been really fun traveling. Yeah. But, like, yeah, that TV show in UK and Ariana Grande, like, they've really been pinnacle moments I've really loved and been very grateful for. So. Good. Yeah. Thank you so much.
It's lovely to see you. Thanks for having me. Please move home. How about we please just not make it nearly two years the next time we see each other because this is ridiculous. You're the other side of the world. I'm well, going it was to like every, every nook and cranny. It's been just poor timing. Like every time I've been back, it was like, you're never here. Well, every time, like you messaged me, like I'm in Cardiff and I was like, I'm not. <laughs> you're like, I'm in London. I'm like, I'm not. <laughs> like I'm in Land's End somewhere. I'm like, okay, great. Yeah. I'm in fucking Grimsby. <laughs> That's all right. Well, I'm going to watch your little show now. And your yeah, you get show. I'm going to watch your sexy little show. You get to see some dick tonight. I'm going to see some abs and some dick. I can see my abs. They've disappeared. And I'm going to see some thirsty women drooling all over my husband. That's right. Right. I love you loads. I love you too. Bye, hubs. Bye. This episode was brought to you by Level Up Dance Academy, bringing you premium dance training, making you the best dancer you can be so you can have a career better than me. Rhymes. Bars. Rap star. I'm out. Bah. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please leave us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. Subscribe, share with your friends and family, and also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We out. Peace.